Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is created to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. And many of us, when we take the time to truly examine ourselves, will find some sort of shame, fear, or lies hiding in there. And it is never God's will for us to stay in bondage to those. It's His truth that sets us free from them. But there's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. The truth will set you free so you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of shame, fear, and lies. Those aren't yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Before we jump into your episode, let me ask you something. Are you feeling tired, burnt out, or just feel like you're running in circles without any clear direction? In a world that's designed to keep us constantly busy, it's really easy to lose sight of the bigger picture. Mary Ellen Hacko is an artist, a writer, a small business owner, and was one of my favorite guests I've ever had on this show. And she's written a new book that you need to get your hands on. How do I say this? As soon as possible. It's called Slow Liliquies. That's right, say it with me, Slow Liliquies. This book is an invitation to pause and rediscover the sacred rhythms of ordinary life. Her poetry is captivating. Her words are gonna soothe your busy soul, bring you clarity on what matters most, give you a deeper understanding of yourself and your creator, and remind you that even when life is chaotic, your every day matters very deeply. You can order your copy by visiting maryellenhacko.com.au slash slowliloquies and you can use the code HEADTOHEART10 for 10% off your book. So that's a pretty good deal. The link will be in the show notes, so go ahead, get your copy, I'll wait for you, and then I'll introduce you to today's episode and topic. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. I'm very excited to be bringing a guest back onto the show because she was already doing an episode with me back in March, I believe that episode released. And it was top 10 for quite a while. I actually think it it now bounces in and out of the top 10 most popular episodes. So Mary Ellen Hako is back. She is an Aussie. Yes, it's true. (laughs) It's true. And it's an honor to have that accent back on this show. (laughs) So Mary Ellen, if people have or have not listened to your previous episode just make sure to introduce yourself say a little bit about who you are what you do family include a different fun fact than you said last time oh yeah okay um so hello everyone thank you so much for having me first of all Jenny back on the show it's like an honor the last conversation we had was so much fun so I'm so excited for this one yes it was a blast it was so fun I felt like I knew you like even though we hadn't met before it was just like the synergy so (laughs) hopefully that happens today Um, yeah, so uh, for those who haven't met me, my name's Mary Ellen. I am from Sydney, Australia. So yes, the accent. Woo-hoo. Um, and I'm an artist slash writer slash I run my own branding and design business here. So I've been doing that now for almost, well, actually a bit more than two years. So yeah, the work from home life is very much what I do. 
Um, and I live in a little granny flat um, near the beach here in Sydney with my husband, Josh. Um, and we recently actually purchased two pet ducks, which has been lots of fun. Uh, they're absolutely huge. I never knew that ducks could get that big, but yeah, so that's <laughs> a bit about that's me. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as my fun fact. Maybe it does. Um, two pet well, ducks. it is very fun. I mean. <laughs> it is very fun. <laughs> yeah. If you had something on top of that, we'd take it, but that is satisfactory. <laughs> um, well, I guess I could add, uh, my husband and I, we often um, write music together. We don't release any music, but, um, we kind of perform at weddings and like do little gigs here and there. So keeps our creative juices flowing. Mm, that's so cute. That is adorable. <laughs> when you were dating, did you see that as your future? You're, you're like, if, I, if we get married, we could have like gigs. Oh my gosh. To people. Yes, actually, um, as corny as that sounds, it was a big green flag. I was like, hmm, yes, this ticks a big box I didn't know <laughs> that I had on my list. So yeah. extra bonus. Yeah, <laughs> extra bonus. That's it. Okay. Mary Ellen, we are talking about something different than we talked about on the last episode. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing because the Lord has set us free from multiple things. And so um, one of the things you're going to be talking about today is something I've also been set free from, which was so cool. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell us this time around, what have you been set free from? Yeah, uh, I'm so excited that you've also been set free from this. Um, I think to sort of phrase it in a way that makes most sense, um, I've been set free from the belief that chasing your dreams as a Christian is inherently a selfish thing. Um, and I think alongside that, there's this idea often that, you know, if you want to be a good disciple, if you want to be like the best follower of Christ, you have to lay down all of life's comforts and desires and joys and sort of, yeah, there's those things that your heart tells you that you want um, to live just a really sacrificial life. And I'm not saying that living a sacrificial life is wrong. I think there's definitely an element of that, but I think, yeah, we often take that a little bit too far. So that's sort of what I've been set free from. Mm. I love that. Yes. Mm. I have had several bouts of that in my life of depending on the desire or whatever I'm feeling like I want. I don't know. Is it good? Like, is it from God? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, this back and forth of like, is it holy enough type of thing? Yep. Yeah. And we, I know so many people, myself included in the past, it just gets so caught up in their head over these questions. And it's like a lot of the time, you know, for example, you know, in the past I have questioned, you know, oh, should I, should I start like a magazine or should I start, you know, a podcast, for example, or should I do this? Should I do that? All of these projects that are actually really quite neutral. Um, and yet we overthink them and we're like, oh, but you know, that'll take up time from this. And it's not like overtly Christian, therefore it's not like what God would want. And mm. yeah, I just think there's so much overthinking and a lot of the time just taking action would clarify those things, but we, we get stuck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're right. And we say, okay, let me pray about it. Now that's <laughs> not a bad answer. Absolutely. Go ahead and pray about it. But mm. Sometimes we take we take way too long to pray about it and we just kind of overthink and well, was that God's voice or am I waiting for a yes or am I just supposed to feel peace? And it kind of like holds yeah. up our decision making. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I also hear you saying is um maybe it's not overtly Christian enough. So there's kind of like a secular sacred 
divide going on. Like those mm-hmm. two things are separate. So, and I bet some listeners have heard some sort of phrase like the secular sacred divide. Yeah. So can you explain a little bit about what that is and then also why it isn't helpful? Mm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I guess alongside, you know, the whole um, chasing your dreams is inherently selfish and things just to like clarify that point a little bit better before I dive into that. Um, I, I often built like for such a long time, I believed that, you know, the content I created had to be Christian. It had to be evangelistic. I had to share Jesus in every Instagram story and every post that I created, or it was, it was like a waste of time. You know, it wasn't serving a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I had internalized, yeah, this secular sacred divide, this idea that, you know, there's the, the, the God things in life, the, the good, holy, purpose stuff, purposeful things in life. And then there's the secular stuff, the, you know, scrolling social media, the wasting time, the, you know, even like work stuff, anything that doesn't involve God. And this is such a toxic mindset. And I've definitely been set free from this because it separates people. It separates things into categories. And since since then I've sort of learned that any doctrine, any belief, any mental thing you have that gets in the way of like loving your neighbor, loving fellow man, like, well, isn't from God, um, Mm. or at least should be questioned. Maybe, you know, there's probably a gray area in there as well, but it should definitely be questioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you sort of have this, when you don't question it, you sort of have this idea that, yeah, secular people are bad. Secular people need to be reached. They need to be evangelized too. Whereas the Christians are saved and we should all stick in our little like huddle and stay safe in the corner kind of thing, which is mm-hmm. the opposite of outreach and evangelism in the first place. So it doesn't really make sense, you know, <laughs> catch yeah. 22. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That is a catch 22. Mm. And I can think of, there are probably listeners on both sides of this right now listening that some intentionally or unintentionally are just in a Christian circle that, Mm. and I feel like I'm in one right now because I work in a job that is overtly Christian right now. Mm -hmm. So the majority of people I interact with, I know are saved. Right. So there are some listeners who are like, well, I just in a Christian circle. And I, I, the vast majority of people that I know and are close to interact with, are Christian and most of the work I'm doing is overtly Christian. Then there are some on the other side that would say, well, I am a believer, but what I'm doing is not overtly Christian. So is it good enough? Just like you were saying of the content you create, Uh, it needs to be evangelistic or am I doing enough or am I doing it right? Mm -hmm. So there's just a line there. And I bet that at one point or another in our lives, we found ourselves on either one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. There's <laughs> such an interesting point. Um, I just think there are so, so many opinions floating around on social media, especially, which is where I spend a lot of my time. Uh, <laughs> I need to work on that. But it's <laughs> <laughs> like part uh, of your job, too. Oh, I know it's so hard. I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms, a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but okay, yes. that's our third episode. That'd okay, third <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Um, but I just see so many opinions about how you should do ministry properly. And, you know, there are some on one side of the camp, maybe the slightly more liberal side of the camp, perhaps if you want to use that language, who, you know, will say you need to change your language to fit the modern age. So you need to contextualize the gospel and, you know, use these hip, you know, Gen Z 
language words, I don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in order to relate to people. And yeah, totally, I agree with that. But then there's people on the other side of the camp who perhaps more conservative, potentially, if you want to use that word again, um, who will, you know, say you have to, you know, work it for the church and, and you know, be overtly Christian and um, stay true to the Bible and preach the hard truths. But I also agree with that. And so there's this weird, like, I don't know, there's this weird divide between both camps. And I think people kind of yo-yo between the two and often feel guilty either way, regardless of what they're doing, because there's so many voices out there about how to evangelize properly or how to reach people properly. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think with that comes this sort of, I don't want to call it a competition, but it's like ministry and evangelism can become this really performative thing, this really like Mm -hmm. outward show of like my aptitude and my spiritual strength. And like, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's so, it's so dumb because each person is different. Each person has been put in a context in a different context. There's no right or wrong there. I think, you know, God needs people in the business world and in the church world. Um, and it, honestly, <laughs> you'd probably find that people in the business world have a much greater capacity to do evangelism than people in the church world. So mm. I don't know, that's a bit of a, I don't know if you've got any thoughts from that. That's a bit that of a thought true. drop. But, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to like two different people and let's say those two different people have um, and a friend who is unsaved and one of the, the people will say, I feel like the Lord is just telling me to be a good friend um, not overtly shove the gospel down their throat right now, or like just put a pause on sharing that for whatever reason, because they're like, the focus right now is just building friendship. Let's say something like that. Mm. And then the, the other person also has an unsafe friend and they'll say, the Lord is like really leading me to boldness and be firm and just tell her like it is and not be afraid. And Um, don't worry about what she may or may not think but now's the time like I need to present the gospel to her repeatedly Mm. and those are I'm not saying that either is wrong I'm saying like the evidence that two different people are hearing two different things for their context is maybe evidence that God knows every single situation knows every single person Mm. and it will look different depending on the people and situation. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The whole, just trusting the Holy Spirit, like there's no one size fits all. And I think a lot of the time we think that we have to fit a mold (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. based on, yeah, someone else's opinion about how we should do ministry. But I think, yeah, the core of what you're saying there is like the, the, the main, the main thing is to establish trust, to establish, I don't know, some, like a closeness with a person where you're either safe to build that friendship or you're safe to share those hard truths. I think where we get it wrong is that, you know, sometimes we build friendships with an agenda and people can sniff a fake from a mile away. So it gets awkward. Um, And sometimes people can, yeah, sense that we're just sharing those hard truths again with an agenda. And so, yeah, the real question is, yeah, how do you establish that friendship genuinely before you, you know, do either of those things? Mm Mm-hmm. True. It takes a lot of time with the Holy Spirit because Mm -hmm. I can't even say like, and because of this, Mary Ellen and I have come to the conclusion that you should all do A (laughs) or or B and ministry looks like blank, but it is just a question of, are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you spending Mm -hmm. time with him? 
that will aid you in in guiding you how to go about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it also helps to clarify as well, kind of going back to that first question about, um, well, the first thing we've been set free from, which is, you know, chasing your dreams. Is it inherently selfish? How do you know if your desires are selfish or good or, you know, that whole mental game we, we like to play? Yeah, in terms of like knowing if your desires are selfish or good or, or whatever, like, yes, absolutely spend time with God, spend that quiet time time away from your phone and all of the distractions that we have spend time listening to his spirit and like ask him to reveal those dreams to you absolutely but I think also there's this other question of like practically speaking you know what are your markers of success who are you trying to impress Mm -hmm. uh like is it aligned with your vision or is it aligned with someone else's vision some of these questions I think you know, they're very practical and can definitely help kind of clarify the voice of the Holy Spirit a little bit sometimes. But maybe that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Holy Spirit makes it obvious what our own hearts are holding. Mm -hmm. So if there is some ill intention or wrongly placed intention, he Mm -hmm. will bring it up. And that's beautiful reassurance. If you're loving Head to Heart so far, I have another podcast recommendation for you. It's called Your Two Best Friends Podcast, and you may already know one of the hosts because Danielle Hanlon was a guest on this show, and now her and Annalise have started their own podcast for those who want to grow in their relationship with God within a solid community. It's both edifying and funny, the best of both worlds. So you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and I'll link it in the show notes just so you have a little shortcut. So make sure to check out their podcast when you're done listening to this episode. So let's take, I'll give you a practical example. Mm -hmm. And then you can tell us, okay, with this desire, here's how you would go about deciphering if this is a selfish desire or it's just a good, plain desire placed in you by God. Okay, I love it. There may be some listeners who are saying, well, I do desire to get married in the future. How can they tell if that is a selfish desire? And they may say, well, I maybe that's not from God or maybe it is from God and it's just good and I should just accept it. How would they know? Oh, yeah, I have so many friends, (laughs) so many friends who I've heard vocalize this this question as well. You know, they say, oh, you know, I'm you know, 30 or I'm whatever arbitrary age, I'm 25, I'm 35, whatever. And I don't yet have a husband. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's just, you know, God's telling me that I'm not meant to be with someone. And like, yeah, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Uh, That's, I guess, a personal journey that you have to go on with the Holy Spirit. But when you look at the principles in scripture, the words that God speaks over, like even the creation narrative, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Um, God, you know, kneels in the dirt and and builds Adam and then takes his rib and builds Eve. And it's just like this intentionality. And I think if you look at the overarching purpose of, you know, mankind, it's to be in community and marriage is a huge part of that. So I'd say, you know, it's an, it's an exception to the rule <laughs> if uh, marriage isn't for you, but like, why would marriage be a selfish thing? I don't know. It's like, it's this beautiful union between two people. And trust me, it does take quite a bit of selflessness <laughs> in the thick mm-hmm. of it, you know, to kind of make it work. So yeah, I mm-hmm. think sometimes we sometimes 
craft these narratives to almost protect ourselves from disappointment a little bit or like protect ourselves mm-hmm. from the potential of disappointment if it doesn't happen how am I going to deal with that? Well, I justify it by saying maybe it was a selfish thing. Maybe it was something that's like not meant for me. But in reality, like the randomness of life is a huge factor as well. And we need to acknowledge that and kind of just, yeah, deal with that. And that applies to so many things, you know, whether it's a job, a a job opportunity you have, it's like, is this from God? Is this not from God? I don't know. It's like, there's so much randomness in, in the world and you can't, you know, sometimes we just try to protect ourselves um, from the potential disappointment, I think. Um, does that make sense? Am I making sense in saying that? Yeah, you are making yeah. sense. That's a really <laughs> good point that sometimes we'll say, well, I, I'm not sure if I want that just because we're afraid of what happens if we don't get it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, <laughs> making it very tangible. I remember in high school saying things like, oh, you know, I'm only aiming for like 70% on my test, even though deep down I was aiming for like 100. But I told people I was only aiming for 70 because it was to protect myself from potential disappointment. And like that, I guess, hit to the pride if it didn't happen kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very true. Um, I have heard, you've maybe heard this too. Mm-hmm. I've heard some people say, if God placed that desire to get married in your heart, then he has someone for you. And Ooh. that is tricky. That's a tricky thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you're right in that, okay, God created marriage. So we can say marriage is a creation from God. It is good. Mm-hmm. And people have that desire. Not everyone. A lot of people do. Mm. And there are a lot of external factors that also go into if you get married or not. And mm-hmm. so it's almost, a, we sometimes would say, you know, oh, well, I don't know if I want to get married or I don't because we're afraid of being disappointed. Mm. Other times we think like, well, it has to happen. It's it's God's will and he places desire in me. So it has to happen. He'll make it happen. And then we don't do anything. We don't go on, on any dates. We yeah. don't meet any people. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to do it. Don't worry. He's mm. coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, oh my goodness. That's such a conundrum, isn't it? Um, it reminds me. Yeah, yeah abs- <laughs> absolutely. It reminds me of a verse in Proverbs. Uh, I think sometimes we we have these desires and maybe we don't even know why we have these desires or what those desires actually are. You know, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to clarify those things because yes, God says that he, you know, he won't promise, he won't give a stone to a child to ask for bread. You know, he is the father of good gifts. He will, he wants to bless us. That's his heart. He wants to love us. He wants to bless us. But sometimes, you know, we look around us and we see, oh, this person's getting married and this person's getting this job and this person's doing this. And we think that's what we want, but maybe we need to ask God to like clarify those things. Maybe, maybe it's not marriage we want. Maybe it's like, you know, a purposeful job with community and, and, you know, that, that sort of mm-hmm. environment instead, or maybe it's not the dream job we want. Maybe it's like a creative thing on the side and we just, we're not really aware of it. So I think that is one element to consider. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to have all the answers as well, because, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You want to believe, you really, really want to believe that if, if you do desire something and you know that that is what you desire, that God will provide that. I think that's a beautiful, 
it's a beautiful demonstration of, you know, that trust and that childlike faith as well. So on one hand, I would definitely honor that. I would say, you know, just believe, believe that for sure, but go out and do things that align with that belief, you know, know who you are in Christ, um, get your identity, right. Get your desires, right. Go after those things. But yeah, also ask him for clarity because maybe, maybe you think it's what you want, but maybe it's not what you want. But again, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> it's one That's of those big point. questions. No, yeah. this all reminds me of James one verse five, which says, now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly and it will be given to him that sometimes it always it isn't always this question of asking god yes or no Mm -hmm. but it's okay god just give me wisdom because i don't know what to do and he will ungrudgingly and generously and then your what you said reminded me of this moment i had when i was a freshman in college Mm -hmm. and I wasn't dating anyone. I really wanted to get married in the future. I also was wrestling with, well, what if that doesn't happen? I do. I would like to get into a relationship, but what if I just face rejection over and over again and it never happens? And I was talking with someone about this and we were praying together. Hmm. And I was like, this is what I'm struggling with. I don't really know what to do about it, but I want to be content as I am now whether that happens or not. Mm. And we're praying, we're listening for God's voice, we're talking. And she just goes, you know, I feel like God's saying that your desire to love and be loved will be fulfilled. And I was like, she did not say you will get married in the future. She -hmm. did not promise me that. She just said this desire will be filled and it Hmm. it wasn't going to be satisfied by marriage i can look back now and be like oh yeah christ satisfies me that was the desire under wanting to be married Mm -hmm. and yes my husband and i do give and receive love to each other so i i am loved and i do love him but that's not where the main desire of fulfillment comes from it was in Mm -hmm. christ all along So what you said was so beautiful, Mary Ellen, of like, you have this desire and God may meet it in a different way than you might think you need it to be met. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can look at my own life and, um, I can definitely relate to that marriage story (laughs) as well. Um, very strongly, but even in, you know, things like my career, um, I used to pray, you know, God, you know, give me give me a new job title, you know, give me opportunities, uh, help me to climb this, you know, ladder, give me uh, influence, you know, whatever. Um, And now I work a job where I don't really have a job title. I work for myself. So all of those like accolades have been stripped from me, but that's not really what I wanted in the end. What I wanted was like this sense of purpose. And that's what I really have now. Mm. And yeah, so we think we want something. We think we want to climb that corporate ladder, but actually God's going to do something totally different in our lives. And fulfill that same desire in us. But right. so, yeah, I think he, his heart is so beautiful. We just need to trust his heart rather than trusting our own heart a lot of the time. Are you someone who wants to learn how to minister to people who are same-sex attracted? Or let me phrase it another way. If a student, a friend, or a coworker came up to you 
and needed to confide in you about this tension they live in every day, would you know what to say? I've created a free training on how to minister to those wrestling with LGBTQ issues and you could finish it in less than half an hour. This training will teach you how to meet people right where they're at using biblical truth and deep empathy. We'll talk about what to say as well as what not to say, how to encourage and love when you don't have all the answers, and how to point them back to the one who loves more perfectly and more completely than anyone else can. So if you're thinking, say no more, Jenny, where do I sign up? All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and it'll be delivered right to your inbox. And so with that, let's jump back into your episode. Oh, this is so complex, but I just really like it. <laughs> I know, it really is. <laughs> so what would you say if a listener is listening to this and she's just worrying if she's building the kingdom per se enough mm-hmm. in a job that isn't technically ministry or isn't formal ministry is it overtly christian she's worrying if she's doing it well or doing it to god's glory what would you say to her yeah i mean i can only sort of say what i would say to myself um I don't claim to have all the answers, but if it was me struggling with that, I would remind myself that Christians, at least the ones you see on social media and, you know, the ones who do have influence, who maybe you want to emulate, they often, yeah, they're very performative. They, you know, they maybe have baptized, you know, a hundred people this week, or they've preached in front of millions or whatever it is. It can become this real, not even intentionally, but like this performative thing where it's not meant to be, you know, we're all created differently. There's no one size fits all uh, when it's, when it comes to ministry. And in today's world, honestly, I think in the non-Christian spaces, in the non-church spaces, non-church jobs, if you're in the business world, if you're in the art world, if whatever world you're in, there's so much more opportunity there to like, A, speak the language that the secular world, if we want to make that divide, <laughs> that they speak. Um, and that's a beautiful thing, I think. And you should also live in the confidence that God will use you. There is, I mean, there's so many things that we don't see behind the scenes, so many ways that God has led us in the past that we have absolutely mm. no idea about. And so many people that we will have met and influenced without ever realizing it until, you know, he comes again and we see all that play out. Mm-hmm. So all you can do, all you can do, is simply know who you are in Christ, um, know how loved and valued you are, and then be unapologetically yourself and extend that love to other people. Not even overtly like, I'm a Christian, Jesus loves you, but just in, you know, human decency kind of ways, (laughs) which I think Mm -hmm. we sometimes lack in our world. So yeah, I think the pressure's off. Jesus says his burden is light, his yoke is light, and um, we just need to walk in trust that he will use us. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great point because the amount of thoughts that we think um, throughout the day are innumerable, it seems. (laughs) But whenever we notice someone doing something kind, or we think positively about them, we don't always say it. So there could be a lot of thoughts people are thinking about you in your workplace or wherever that's not overtly Christian, that they're like, I just admire you so much, or what's different about you? You have no idea what they're thinking. No idea, exactly. (laughs) 
Are there any yeah. resources you would recommend about this? Because this is complex stuff. I know it is. And we've sort of talked about uh, almost two things. You know, the first is like following your dreams and your passions. And the other is like ministry. And you don't have to be like overtly Christian in, in those desires and like that evangelism aspect. So uh, I guess the first thing I would say, and this is probably a bit maybe cliche because it's so popular, but anything in Rick Warren's purpose-driven life series, I personally found very, very useful. Um, he just sort of helped, like there's so much clarity in his writing that I think, yeah, it's very practical. Um, but there's also a podcast series that I listened to. Granted, I haven't listened to the whole thing because it's 25 episodes, <laughs> but <Yeah>. it's called <laughs> um, it's called How to Find, Follow and Fulfill God's Purpose. So How to Find, Follow and Fulfill God's Purpose. Um, and it's a series called The Gospel Truth. It's a little bit maybe more old school than um, contemporary, but there's just some beautiful reflections on like Old Testament characters who, you know, unashamedly followed God's will, had that faith. And um, yeah, that that just really helped me when I was like trying to come to terms with, you know, should I work as a Christian? Should I do my own thing? Is this desire selfish or not? That really, really helped me. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Yeah. So if listeners want to know you more and they're like, Mary Ellen does work and I need to see it <laughs> immediately, where would they find you? And I know you just released something very exciting. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Um, well, first of all, they can find me. I'm on, I'm most active on Instagram and well, Instagram, but I'm also on YouTube. So just my name, Mary Ellen Hacker. Um, and yeah, at the moment I, well, as of about a week ago, I have released my first ever book which is pretty wild. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it's not a, like a book book, but it's a self-published anthology of poetry and illustrations, um, all focused on like slow living and um, living a more meaningful and intentional life. So again, this almost plays into the conversation of like not being overtly, overtly Christian. Cause yes, there's definitely mention of God in it, but I think it's quite accessible to anyone. So I've tried mm -hmm. to sort of yeah, weave my own experience, but also inspire other people to, yeah, take a breath, you know, let the weight fall off their shoulders and just be in the present. So anyway, that's a bit about, yeah, <laughs> where you can find me. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being a guest for the second time. This was a great round too. <laughs> oh, it was. No, thank you so much for having me. It's um, mm -hmm. always a pleasure to chat with you, Jenny. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. Since you're a dedicated listener and made it to the very end of the episode, I have two gifts for you. One is that I have a free resource linked in the show notes for you. It's a resource created to help you take the truth you've learned either in this episode or in a previous one and apply it to your life. The second gift I have for you is access to my seasonal playlists. Every season, summer, fall, winter, spring, I create a regular playlist and a worship playlist that will be ongoing throughout the season. And you'll be able to follow it on Spotify if you need some good boogie tunes. Because let's be honest, in another life, I would have been a DJ. So you now have full access to meet all your seasonal music needs in the show notes. As always, I love hearing from you. So follow me on Instagram and send me a DM of how this episode impacted you. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the website. By doing this, you'll help me get more amazing guests on the show in the future. I'll be releasing new episodes to you every other Friday, 
So stay tuned and thanks for joining us.